You're now listening to the Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and this is where we bring you the week's news in bite-sized portions. And I'm now joined in studio by Head of News for the next week or two, Bernie English. Bernie, how are you getting on? Hi, Keen. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, I see the front page story this week is by Louise Harrison. That's right. Louise, one of our very talented freelance um, uh, reporters, has brought us this story about the rape crisis Midwest. And we have a huge jump in demand for services from the... Uh, the, the rape crisis Midwest, 12.5% year on year in in 2018 as opposed to 2017, which is, it's it's encouraging that people are using the service, but discouraging, obviously, that there's a necess- necessity for it. Yeah. 2,816 appointments, um, rape crisis um, t- t- took last year. And of course, the service is always looking for funding and it's a very important service. Uh, their, their website as well also saw hugely increased traffic. They had more than 15,500 hits in 2018. That's double the figure they had the year before. And interestingly, an awful lot of those hits were on the section of the website which talks about uh, what constitutes sexual abuse and abuse and how to how to deal with it, how it can be reported, what supports are available, what help is there. So they're providing an invaluable service on a shoestring bu- budget. And uh, as you said, the figures are astonishing, but it is good to see people actually speaking out about this and seeking the help. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's way better than to think that people are actually keeping it, keeping it quiet and suffering in silence because, you know, they are a very able service and they they provide very many outlets for people, um, regardless of whether the, the abuse happened 30 years ago or yesterday. They're very they're there for people and they, they, they do that. Now, if people wanted to support that and on Saturday, August the 17th, on a much lighter note, they're having a 10K paddling kayak event in conjunction with the Limerick Academy and Scouts Kayaking Club. And this is the fifth year that the club have raised money to help the services. So, you know, if people can go along and support that or or sponsor. It sounds like a fun day out as well. It actually sounds like great fun. And hopefully the weather is supposed to be good for the weekend. So, you know, wave wave a flag. (laughs) You're all good. And uh, there's there's been a big change coming up uh, with Alan Jake's stories. It's been on the cards for a while now. Con Murray was going to step down as that's right, yes. chief executive. Yeah. Um, Con Con spent his last day in his office yesterday, cleared his drawer, and packed his little cardboard box and left. <laughs> there was a wonderful reception for him last night. Of course, Con took over as the chief executive of the new joint Limerick City and County Council, and he um, largely was steered that into its present incarnation where we had once two local authorities now we have two now we have one um and he oversaw the the, the blending of the two which wasn't by any means uh, a quiet marriage <laughs> and but now it, uh, things have settled down and um he's yeah he's he's stepping down now after his years of service long years of service in 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 the public he was of course with other local authorities Tipperary Cork Waterford and Louth before he came to Limerick very experienced man uh, had a lot on his plate when he took up office. And he has taken a lot of chances, in fairness, with things like Troy Studios. Sure. You know. Yeah, yeah. There was a vision there and yeah. a vision that was, we have to, it has to be said, were ably supported by his team on Limerick City and County Council and by the, the elected members who did take, the, you know, they, they took a punt on things like Troy Studios, yeah. the Gardens International, Andersons and Rathkeel and Engine, which is the home of Innovate Limerick. Um they took in house guests like GM and WP Engine, as Khan said last night in his going away speech. And he said, while others talked, we delivered. And that gave us an edge. And, you know, that's very true. And his motto was, um, do not wait to strike until the iron is hot, but make it hot by striking. 
And I think it's fair to say he's done that in his career. Well, looking at the reflection there, that, that's what it seems like anyway. <laughs> Bernie, thanks very much for joining us. And all those stories are available in this week's Limerick Post newspaper on page one and two. And there's a lot more in the paper. There is indeed. Week. And don't forget the leaving certs. We have lots of lovely leaving cert people in there as and well. Some, there's yeah. a nice photo, uh, a bunch of photos there as well from the leaving certs. There is, yeah. surely. People people very happy to get the results. <laughs> and you can keep up to date with all Limerick news on LimerickPost.ie. Keen, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, Bernie. Best of luck. I'm now joined in studio by host of the Limerick Post Show, Megan Scully. Megan, how are you this week? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Yeah, I'm getting a bit sick, I think. But uh, Yeah, there's a yeah. flu going around. I'll, Everyone's pretty sick. I'll be sick. in quarantine soon enough, I think. I have um, to uh, be careful because I'm only just back from holiday, so I feel like... I need to kind of avoid everyone with the flu. So I have like vitamin C in my desk and I'm like, oh, I need to dose up as quick as Is I can. Is that why you're spraying that disinfectant? That All around the place, yeah. yeah, trying to keep, keep the flu at bay. Now, 11 years ago this week, I collected my Leaving Cert results. And this week, we went out to visit some people who were collecting theirs. Yes, we did. So we went to Royal Cloche de Limney. We chatted to Donahoe Trassa, who is the principal there. Well, outgoing principal, actually. It's his la- it was his last day to hand out results. So we chatted to him all about um, how well their school did. But also, he had some really good advice for students who maybe didn't get the points they wanted and who mightn't get the course. And uh, I think it's really worth checking out. Like, I think what he had to say was very, very good. It's also in the paper as well this week. Um, and also, we went to uh, Cloche and Nano Nagel in town and we chatted to some students um, who were getting their results uh, but they actually didn't open their envelopes there and then they wanted to go off together and do it in their own quiet time so that, that's totally fine I've noticed that's more of a trend nowadays yeah people have these little rituals or something yeah, yeah. and a lot of people don't seem to open them anymore like they used to but you look at each to their own um, so as I said uh, limmerpost.ie forward slash show you can watch that video and also um, then the next day I chatted to um, Dominic, Dominic Taylor, Taylor from the Limerick Writers Centre yes all about the work that they do and an event they have this Saturday in Dolan's which is a free event it's bring your limericks to Limerick and there is a 500 euro cash prize up for grabs for the best limerick and are you going to win no um, <laughs> let's just say my limerick needs a bit of work and uh, you can find out what, uh, <laughs> you can find out what Dominic thought by watching the video and then finally this week um, we're going to be chatting to Derek Ryan the musician um, country western uh, sorry not country western I should say country singer um, so we're going to chat to him in Dolan's ahead of his gig um, all right, I'm really I'm really intrigued by the country music scene now you know he was in a boy band yeah first yeah so like a pop band pop band so yeah I'm going to talk about the transition as well um, country music is just on the rise it seems to be so popular it's massive in Ireland yeah, especially around this part of the country and yeah, uh, up where you're from in Galway as well yeah you know? and with every age group so I think that's fascinating so I guess we'll see um, see what's like for him and find out about uh, what he's getting up to for the next couple of months yeah it seems like an interesting show this week so uh, where can people find the show and when um, a limer post forward slash show and the full show drops every single Friday which is um, a collection of everything that we did during the week so yeah I said jam-packed show this week and also next week we have some exciting things in the pipeline as well so yeah each week is just busy, keep your busy. eyes and your ears peeled exactly yeah. make sure you're following us across all our social media channels twitter instagram and facebook the limerick post and you will keep up to date with everything we do megan thank you very much for joining us and uh, i hope you don't get sick <laughs> also for this week's we are limerick podcast i caught up with paul knapp the firefighting chef who spoke to me about his passion for food and firefighting and he had this to say to me I think if you have a well-prepared larder, a well-prepared cupboard, if you don't try and set your heights or your standards too high, should I say. So if you just turn around and say, well, I'm only new into cooking. I'd like to get into cooking. It's like anything. It's like training in a gym. It's like running. You know, you're not going to run a marathon tomorrow morning if you're not fit. So you build your fitness. It's the same thing with cooking. 
set some easy things learn the basics learn how to do well learn what works learn the kind of the classic flavor combinations and then just do that but if you have a well-stocked cupboard you have a nice range of spices if you always have things like onions and carrots and garlic if you have things like pastas and tomato sauces if you have things like flour and some baking powder you can always and some yeast you can always make some breads or some pizzas you can always make some pastas and all our podcasts can be found at limerickpost.ie forward slash podcasts i'm now joined in studio by john Keo, journalist with sporting limerick john thanks for joining us more than welcome Keo. how's everything going Good, things are good, yeah. yeah. Outside of the wet weather outside, like, but <laughs> we, we'll, we're used to that at this stage. So Limerick had a massive win and a massive homecoming for Greg O'Shea in Love Island, but we're still clinging on to the hopes of one All-Ireland final in the Camogie. We are. We have it. We have an All-Ireland yeah. final. The Premier Junior Camogie team uh, beat Ross Common in Ennis last Saturday evening. Yeah, just, just fantastic achievement for them, yeah. really. They like, kind of came out of nowhere that lost to... The team they'll be playing the final Kerry earlier on the championship through at Waterford, but they need to beat Offaly eventually to get through to this stage uh, two weeks ago, and then just a fantastic performance that led the whole way against Ross Common, you know. And we missed out on senior glory, senior men's glory this year. Good performance from the Camogie team getting to the All Ireland quarter final, the senior team, and now the junior team getting to the All Ireland final. So it's very positive news and. A trip up to Croke Park. We thought we'd seen the end of it, maybe with the with the Cedar Hurlers losing out to Kilkenny. But September the eighth up in Croker against Kerry again, another monster team. Kerry lost the final last year to Dublin as well. So it's been a very good year for Limerick GA. I think it has. Yeah. yeah, there's been a lot of positivity. If you if you just look very quickly at the football, and we'll be talking about the ladies' football in a minute, which isn't as positive, obviously, but. Limerick's first win senior men's football win in long in I think it was since 2012 or 11 yeah. or 12 when they beat Tipperary in their own backyard okay they lost the Cork and they eventually went out to I think it was Leash in the end in the but we always mentioned they're at a certain level and they're competing they are, at and they're competing level. at that level and, and they can only grow from there exactly they're the positive enough league as well where we're hopefully they'll be looking to get out of Division 4 next year that'll be the aim for Billy Lee and it looks like Billy Lee stayed on for another few That's years as well yeah. absolutely positive 20s had a great win against Tip and Tip as well last minute stuff okay went down to Kerry but that's progress still you know so that's yeah. that's proper progress look Munster champions in the senior hurling okay it didn't go to plan against Kilkenny in the end but you know a crestive wave Limerick G8 moment we, we'll, as I said we'll mention the ladies footballers but the the senior camogie team had an absolutely phenomenal year getting to a league semi-final getting to an All-Ireland quarter-final for the first time in 14 years and, and in that quarter-final you mentioned it was the freeze that kind of lost it on them they, they it was a very tricky day for Hurling yeah you know so it, it was but they'd be disappointed in the cold night of the day they'd be disappointed with how that game went it was there for them they could be planning for an All-Ireland semi-final Okay, they're on at the Gaelic grounds this weekend. I wouldn't yeah. be on there, but you know, but it's been progress. That's the most important thing. That game was there to be won, absolutely. But you know, they they'll have to look at the year's progress. There's a few more players maybe to come onto that team, younger players next year, maybe from the junior team that's facing on learning in a couple of weeks. You know, so absolutely positive year for for Limerick G. I think overall, when you look at the wider scheme of things yeah. and hopefully we have everyone back to Camogie team now with their upcoming final as well yeah yeah you know it's it's you know as I said mentioned earlier they've lost to Kerry but there's a lot of quality on that team the likes of Rebecca Noonan who's played at senior level for a fair amount of time but sometimes you learn more from a loss as well you know they'll it's easier to plan if you get me it is yeah but like, like I said Declan Nash will be absolutely looking at the year as a whole as a positive yeah 
sadly as we're going to talk about now it's not the same for the ladies footballers you know it's a fairly fairly tough tough year of okay league semi-final they would have been pushing to get out of division four yeah and then the intermediate grade they were playing against teams of a higher level the whole year it's a year. massive jump so the last to Kildare the last to Down the last to Sligo Farm not great going into it and they were well put away by Leash in the relegation final as well and again a team that have played at a higher level as well it's bitterly disappointing that they didn't kick on from winning the junior last year yeah. now they were a kind of a surprise package in, in some ways in, in that junior success but they're back down junior now for next year it's all about rebuilding again but I think their main focus as well as we'll be trying to get out of June, they have to get out of Division 4 and expose themselves to better yeah. quality opposition if they're to, to grow. But is it rebuilding or is it just building on? Because we're not, we're not saying that they've taken a step back, really. Well, they have taken a step back, you know. They, it's, not it's, in performance-wise, because they were coming well, up against a lot tougher opposition. They, they were, yeah. but, you know, you would have been hoping that they would have been able to, to reach the levels quicker. I think it took, it took them up until that third championship game against Sligo to really get to the level yeah. that was needed. They, they, they were they scored a couple of goals against Kildare in the first six or seven minutes in the first game. We were thinking, oh, maybe maybe they've learned from what happened yeah. in the league, but slowly but surely teams got back into it. I don't I don't know. It'll be interesting to see next year what what players will make themselves available. You have a few dual players and we're seeing more and more that this is a major an issue, issue all year. Yeah. It's an issue all year. There's, it's, it's gone to ridicule now with Orla Dwyer, a Tipperary player who has been forced to choose between an All-Ireland Intermediate Ladies Football semi-final or a Camogie semi-final. Not this weekend like what's been happening with Limerick players. It's, it's on the Saturday or Sunday that the games have been fixed. These both games are on Saturday. <laughs> so, I mean, this, That's just laughable, we've mentioned it? it several it's, times. Yeah. On, on the on the podcast and it's 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 not even laughable actually anymore because it's very serious this girl wants to play for both but especially in a time where we have this 20 by 20 and we want women's sports to be recognized and proper get the coverage it deserves this wouldn't happen in the men's game absolutely not yeah. it just wouldn't just well a in the men's game now it, it's simply that there isn't any room for dual players it seems to be in yeah. this case where there is in ladies football and camogie but surely it's on the onus of both associations because as we've mentioned they're not one association so they have to come together but especially if you want the sports to progress they didn't come together and Orla Dwyer I think is playing the camogie from what I gather I don't know but look it's a massive it's a massive problem that needs to be fixed so looking to next season then we're hoping the Limerick ladies can do it again absolutely yeah look you're probably right it is a case of regrouping rather than rebuilding not sure what the situation with management will be if they're willing to stay on the last coach at the last start of last year may have had an impact on the way they did progress throughout the year whether he was replaced or not properly but look there's plenty of talent within that Limerick ladies football team there's a lot of younger players to come on good few got their chances this year they'll have another year of experience going into next season so hopefully ne- this time next year Keane for all stay around <laughs> we'll be talking about positivity yeah. and then uh, looking at the local scene then the Senior Hurling Championship yeah last weekend was the return after Limerick's exit of the as we've mentioned Limerick's exit in the, the All-Ireland Championship so the club the club game came back club hurling came back for round three of the Bon Secures Hospital Limerick Senior Hurling Championship Premier Intermediate was on as well as was the intermediate. Big winners on the day or on the over the weekend. Okay, Patrick's well won their third game 
out of three with a routine victory against South Liberty. They seem to be a bit of a powerhouse for the last couple of years. Yeah, they're, they're well, maybe not the last couple of years. They exited the semi final last year, the one in 2016 last. But it's been Nipirchik 17 and 18, yeah. really dominating. But it's Nipirchik's performance against Kilmallock on Thursday night at the Gaelic Grounds was the real talking point of, of the weekend's action. 6.15 to 2.11. It was an awesome performance, number one, albeit against the Kilmallock team that didn't look right. Yeah. Not sure if there's anything going on behind the scenes there. Just give the likes of Peter Casey too much room. Peter Casey scored 2.5 from play. Shane Dowling scored 1.6. Can't be giving players, them, them players especially, the amount of room that... Well, all along they would have been preparing for an All-Ireland final. Well, this, 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 this is table. it. They're, they're yeah. flying as it is. Like yeah. so, But but Nipirsig are now no, class. I say this about Nipirsig a lot, and I'm not, not alone in saying this. On their day, Nipirsig aren't just the best team in Limerick. They're not. They're the best team in Munster. Yeah. They're in the top three in the, in the country as club teams. So that's... When you're playing Nipirsig at any given day at the moment, that's what you're up against. Mm-hmm. Even a couple of injuries... They have players that will come in now. It's it's not. It, it showed last year when they lost out to Ballygunner. Take two or three players away of their most important players. Not everyone is replaceable in that yeah. team. So, but awesome performances, as I said, from Peter Casey, Shane Downing, Willow Dunne, was a powerhouse at midfield for them, and just Kilmallock had no answers. You know they did. Um, they appeared to score two goals early on. Kilmallock hit back with one five on the trot to level and go ahead. But Kilmallock and Pearcey just upped it. Four goals before, scored before half time. So how is it shaping up now at the moment? Well, they're on. They're now on four points. They've lost to Patrick's Well as well. So Patrick's Well have six, and Pearcey on four. Uh, the other game then at the weekend I didn't mention in Group One was Dune versus Adair. Big game. Dune got their first win, a goal from penalty from Dara Donovan, another Limerick player, in the first half saw them to victory, one fourteen to fourteen over Declan Annan's Adair. Um, Adair would be a little bit disappointed with. They did ten or eleven wides, and they were they were bad wides, you know, and doing were very economical and everything. But played last Saturday in Kilmallock and you were up in Dublin, Keen, it lashed rain nonstop. It was horrific conditions yeah. to play any game. But we avoided the rain up in Dublin. He did, yeah. The last few minutes of the I'm game. Sure, he didn't but, uh, mind at that stage. Yeah, but I was happy out. <laughs> happy out, but you know, so it was a good win for Dune. So that puts Dune on three points now as well. Kilmallock on three points, and Adair on two, and South Liberty's on none. So. This weekend now we have Adair and Napiershig on Saturday. Big game for both teams. Yeah. Um, Adair have actually been a bit of a bogey team for Napiershig over the last number of years. They'll be looking to pull something out of the fire, but you just... Well, Napiershig have to win this. To they do, this yeah, to, to keep tabs with. Contention, yeah. To, to, well, to hope for a semi-final spot. Really, they need to They need to finish second. It looks like Patrick's well have it. Fairly yeah. sewn up at this stage now. They're, like we'll get on to them in a second. But the Pearson Gadair, as I said, there have had a bit of a been a bit of an Indian sign for for the Pearson. But the Pearson play well, they win. It's a bit like I used to say saying about Limerick. If Limerick played their fullest, they win. Yeah. Uh, Patrick's well. Then the highlight game of the weekend probably is Patrick's well and Kilmallock. That's Friday night. On, <coughs> excuse me. Under lights in the Gaelic grounds. You know, Kilma- it's a must win for Kilmallock. You know, they're they're up against it to win this. As I said, Patrick's well have already beaten both last year's finalists in Dune and, and Nipirchik, as well as South Liberties now. So I mean you're looking at winner well not even winner takes all. It's a must win for Kilmallock. You know, the five or six county players on that panel that that need to step up for them on, on Friday night. There's no other way. Elsewhere in the final games, Dune versus uh Dune versus South Liberties, Dune will be expected to win that South Liberties really just a bit out of their depth yeah. it's looking like 
since they came up to the group one. So it's at the top of the table where everyone's watching, I suppose. Um, over to the soccer then, John. Uh, Limerick FC won in the FAI Cup last yeah, week. Yeah, 1-0 win over Nanley yeah. Cove Wanderers. They were down a number of players, a very youthful Limerick team that went out. Uh, goal from Edmund O'Dwyer, one of these young lads. Um, the winning goal, did his job, yeah. look, job done. Uh, they're away to Sligo in the next game, so it might be the end of the... Game. Yeah, it might be the end of the cup run. Um, we've mentioned several times they're playing at loan now um, on Friday night in the Markets Field. Um, second last home game of the season, unless they get through Sligo and might get a home draw in the cup. What more do we say, Keane? You know, yeah. we, we, we've we've done it to death. Um, season needs to end. Things yeah. things need to happen. You I know. suppose they're probably hoping for a cup run at this stage, but it uh, doesn't look likely. No, no. Sligo should have too much. A couple of Limerick lads in that yeah. Sligo squad who hopefully soon, next year or two, will be back playing with Limerick. Yeah. One o'clock then. So uh, the, the local league then is... Yeah, well, last night, we the on Tuesday night, we had the start of the, the junior soccer season in Limerick in the Premier Division top league, top level. Um... Charlene's had a good win over Nina and there was a draw between Kilmallock and Valenanti Rovers. Big game though on Thursday night to start is Pike against Janesborough. It's two big best teams last number of years. Janesborough won the league by a point ahead of Pike last season. So it's a bit of a grudge match. So there is a bit of a grudge match. Both teams, a lot of changes, certainly in Pike. Um Robbie Williams, Limerick FC player, has taken over as manager there. Yeah. Uh, McShield leaving McShield great success in a couple of seasons. He was with Pike, but has left as we've mentioned that before. Came a shock as well, isn't it? Uh, they come as a yeah. bit of a shock. I'm not sure we'll hear the full story. Yeah, so close soon. to the start of the season as well. Yeah, it was announced. Yeah, yeah. They've they've lost a number of players, Pike, and they haven't brought a huge amount in. Jamesborough have lost a number of players. There's a lot of merry-go-round transfer, merry-go-round. It happens in junior soccer as well. Yeah, that's the highlight of the weekend. Split into two this year as well. The Premier League. So keep an eye on Sport and Limerick for all the updates on that. And then uh, looking at another minority sport, we have the cricket again this week, John. Yeah, Limerick Cricket Club are in action uh, against County Kerry in Tralee last Sunday. Um, they were looking for a win that would have probably copper fastened or would have pushed them towards second place finish in the league for a second year on the bounce. But sadly, Kerry uh, came out on top. Fairly comfortable victory for Kerry, but Limerick now looking more than likely to finish third in the Munster Premier League. So head on to their social media for any updates on Limerick Cricket Club brilliant John thanks for joining us and uh, very briefly who would you have in the All-Ireland final this weekend 50-50 call yeah, it's a tough one isn't it uh, yeah, look, yeah Tipperary's forwards against Kilkenny's backs we, we mentioned Limerick's forwards against Kilkenny's backs didn't pan out that way in the end I just don't I, I don't know I don't like yeah. they're so you, you could make a case for both teams it is such a game that is down and hard so difficult to call we'll flip a coin and we'll, we'll flip a coin and see, <laughs> see who comes out on top and go with that nice one John thanks very much for joining us and as always our sports content is brought to you in association with Sporting Limerick you can keep up to date with all sports news on sportinglimerick.com or limerickpost.ie or following the hashtag sportlk or keeping Limerick posted across all social media channels. John, best of luck with everything. Cheers, Ken. I'm now joined in studio by our arts editor, Rose Rush. Rose, how are you today? Truly wonderful, Keen. Thanks for asking. How is everything going? I see on your arts page from last week that we didn't get to cover, there's a story on Limerick Youth Theatre. Good memory. Thank you yeah. very, very much. Listener, there were two big openings tonight. One is Limerick Youth Theatre with an international premiere written by its uh, playwright and director, Darren Maher, who is stone off the wall nuts. <laughs> He's a talented Dubliner. 
who lives in, works in Limerick House for this long time. He quite likes it down here. Um, he's His principal uh, channel is theatre, both as actor-performer. He also does direction, playwriting, um, does some teaching as well. He's well known for his work with Magic Roundabout Theatre Company and is, is freelance. So when Limerick Youth Theatre approached him to be director this year, they had no real play in mind. So between uh, Angie Smollis, who's the overall director of Limerick Youth Theatre, as opposed to artistic director yeah. of this one piece, um, he mooted this work and he, he said after they read cast, he said the uh, Limerick Youth Theatre candidates were so strong, they were so good that they agreed to expand on his original play, The Garbagery, and set it and make the, the devices now, it's a play within a play to bring in more actors and demand more work of the students who also engage in the creation of a soundscape who sell tickets, they're front of house, they correspond with lighting, production values, X, Y, Z, led by a professional team. I think uh, Limerick U Theatre's impact on Limerick's theatre scene is massive. By speaking to Anne Blake recently, she was talking about how you get to try all these different things that otherwise you wouldn't have gotten a chance to try, like uh, writing, screenplay, everything, you know, it's not just acting. You're so true, Key. And yeah. other people you've interviewed for your 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 beautiful um We are Limerick podcast. Yeah. Terry O'Donovan. Terry, yeah. Is an extraordinary uh director and visionary who's um who works principally out of the UK now, but is pulled home to do stuff such as Mike Finn's Limerick Sylvia play that was recent. Um uh Paul Mead. There is you know, there's an extraordinary host yeah. of talent. Darren has worked with them before, actually worked in Anne Blake's play. She did uh, uh Joseph Kafka unit and he did the soundscape, I think, for that. And in this he has put it to his sixteen strong cast who also work in production values to create a soundscape. And he brought in two students to talk to us. We had a lot of laughs, but between the skits and giggles, we also got some, you know, the, the real information out of them uh, towards the Limerick Post interview. And I thought it was very interesting that he brought some of his students with him. It's not just uh, the author himself talking to us. He brings in the, his, his, um, his class. He brought over Elbari um, El and Shane Joyce. What they had to say about the, um, the soundscape is that from Shane we hear we, we have barrels for drums, an old heater, a super sir, rulers, a trumpet as the only real instrument and with these we create a soundscape. Learning through practice is his summation of this training unit, observing techniques and adapting new tricks and skills. So the Garbagery opens tonight in Bell Table. It runs from Thursday 15th to Saturday 17 8pm show. And just a quick double back to Chamber Philharmonia Cologne Orchestra, sorry, an ensemble from that big orchestra. They're playing tonight in St Mary's Cathedral again at 8pm, Thursday 15. And book on uh, University Concert Hall box office for that because it's a biggie, www.uch.ie. But I think it's very likely you can pick up a, a ticket at the door as well. I don't see it being sold out in August. Brilliant. And uh, then on to this week's arts news, Rose. Yeah, well, you know what? There's a load of stuff going on. So you're going to have to put me on a little egg timer here. <laughs> to say, Rose, keep it 30 seconds now. Yeah, I'll please. have a ticket now, yeah. Yeah, uh, two, 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 two <laughs> uh, It's, uh, listener, it's um, Heritage Week from this Saturday, August 17th, 25th. 
So I'm going to tell you about a load of free stuff that's going on. First, we'll double back to uh, St. Mary's Cathedral, where there are free tours August 17, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., August 18, that's the Sunday, 1.30 p.m. to 4 p.m., their current exhibition, you know they're strong in the visual arts as well as music platforms in the cathedral. It's the Amazing Lace Exhibition. Oh, is that Limerick Lace or? It's uh, it's um, Limerick Museum Friends of Lace. And that exhibition, I think I mentioned it to you before, vis-a-vis a Robert P. Ryan yeah. exhibition. It was a complimentary exhibition in Limerick Museum that's graduated now to St. Mary's. So it's touring in different venues because these two venues would have different catchments. Uh, there are free tours of Limerick Museum there in Henry Street, which is a former Franciscan friary. On plein air in a dairy takes place on August the 25th. That's an outdoor painting competition, whether whether pro- prohibiting. There was one in uh, the Hunt Museum last week that you spoke That's about. Right. Yep. That's right, indeed. Yeah, yeah. That had a pet angle. This is going to be more landscape, I suspect. Kilmallet Town Tours are driven by Sarah McCutcheon. She's a Limerick City and County Council worker, and she'll meet you. This is so adorable. She'll meet you in the car park behind King's Castle in Kilmallock on the 21st of August from 7pm to 9pm for um, a walking, travelling tour around, you know, around Kilmallock. Yeah, which that is sounds a lovely. Fabulous yeah. medieval town with a friary, with a castle, with Friars Gate. Um, lots to see there in a two-hour walking unit on the 21st of August. Uh, you can visit Locker Heritage Centre, Glynn Castle is having an open day in, in connection with Limerick um, Glynn Development Association that takes place on August the 25th from 12pm to 6pm. As we know, it's now the family home of Dominic West and his wife, uh, Catherine Fitzgerald, daughter of the Desmond Fitzgerald's family. Yep. They've opened their family home and Bijou Hotel to the public on August the 25th. And um, then there's dynamic stuff such as Limerick City kayaking and boat tours, and they're arranged through Neville Water Sports and the entries through the Hunt Museum's back garden. I suggest you go online for uh, Neville Water Sports to make your booking there. I suspect that's a fee paying ticket. Brilliant. And uh, all this information can be found on LimerickPost.ie? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm keeping something to do with Heritage Week. My page was just too busted this yeah. weekend. Uh, go online to heritageweek.ie, scroll to Limerick, and pages and pages of stuff will come up for you and your family. Okay? Brilliant. All righty, sir. There's that, a lot of events going on, Rose. Listen, I, to Dean Niall Sloan in St. Mary's Cathedral and his head of music, who's a wonderful musician, Peter Barley, also an incredibly strong choral singer. Uh, they have another concert on there, apart from tonight's from Cologne. Uh, this Saturday, August the 17th, the Irish Youth Choir will perform at 8pm. They're led by Greg Beardsill and tickets will be available at the door for this Heartstrings concert by Irish Youth Choir. Lovely. Yeah, it's non-stop. Okay, sir, we covered there amazingly. Go over to Limerick City Gallery of Art. Reader, I know I'm exhausting you at this Newly stage. renovated. Newly renovated. Yeah. Today, August the 15th, you'll know travel writer and broadcaster Manchal Megan. Um, he's got a unit there. Uh, it's a free talk with him. And he also, I know he does something to do with bread making that brings in um, the lost store of Irish words. 
that he invokes through this traditional bread making unit whilst engaging with you, the audience, and he takes a course through um, Irish culture tradition and the incredible vocabulary that I used to have some of and I've nothing anymore today. That's at 2pm today. On Thursday the 22nd, there's a talk with Sean Cassan. He's curator of Voyages, and that's the Mary Swansea exhibition. Mary Swansea was a society figure who was also an outstandingly good Cubist painter but not recognized as such because back in those days if women were not recognized as you know professional serious painters she herself didn't forward herself in any way but there is a a big retrospective appreciation of her and her chewing exhibition voyages it's at um the mixed city gallery of art free to all for sometime more into september and on Saturday, August 17th, that's the Saturday coming, there's a roundtable talk led with two other exhibiting artists there at the moment, Fiona Dwyer. Uh, she's chatted to with uh, Michaela Kataya and Finissage is the title of their unit. Again, it's free 2pm the Saturday, August 17th at our Municipal Gallery in Mary Square. There's a lot going on for August, isn't there, with the arts? <laughs> Reader, again, I apologise for exhausting you. I'm not No, oh, it's nice to know what's going to- on. It's just there's so much. Yeah, hopefully yeah. now you'll help me out, Keen, with the bring Limericks to Limerick and Trash. Try my best. Yeah. Yeah, Limerick Post has a little <laughs> bit to do with it this year. We're very pleased to be. Okay, on the stuff of freebies, we continue with it. Culture Night. The programme was launched nationally within the last few days. Go online to culturenight.ie. As with Heritage Week, you scroll to Limerick. And for Arts Page this week, other than the obvious centres that I've mentioned in the preceding 10 minutes here, I took a look at the alternate and alternative venues that mightn't spring to mind when we think of Culture Night. I'm going to bring in, begin with our next door neighbour, Henry Street Garda Station. So Henry, um, Henry Street Garda Station it will open its doors from 5pm to 9pm on Culture Night, which is Friday, September the 20th. And behind closed doors is what they titled their invitation to us. So why would we ever go to a Garda station where we're not being arrested or renewing our driver's license? (laughs) Why? And they tell us to visit our state-of-the-art custody suite and get an insight into how prisoners in custody are processed. You have an opportunity to have your fingerprints taken and meet with various other Garda units, such as the dog unit, the drugs unit, or armed response unit. So you will not be bored. They did this last year as well, and I think it was one of the most successful parts of culture right absolutely you know it's for kids it's brilliant you know well i'd like to see their custody yeah. suite and take a look i'd like to see the dog house. unit <laughs> <laughs> oh god you and breezy stop there, okay so inquiries for that um you can go through telephone for henry street there 0612124422 but really you show up in the night and there will be some very pleasant uh, male and female guardi in their uniform to take you through and maybe groom uh, something of a career out of young people coming up now that the embargo is is over. Inspire some people, yeah. Yeah, well, you know what, reader? Um, (coughs) Brexit is coming up and the border will require enhanced policing. And we can say it's down to Britain, but truly speaking, we're part of the EU. And it's up to EU members to see that our borders are run correctly so none of us have any idea what's going to go on there other than there is an extraordinary recruitment drive by revenue by the Gardaí and other state forces with respect to how we handle Brexit and the exclusion of the UK from here on 
Okay, that's some way distance from that's culture. That's a bit away from the okay. arts, yeah, but uh, okay. information all the same. Another venue you and I are very fond of, thanks to its, its very good quality owner, James Lennon, 101 O'Connell Street, which most of us know as a daily bar, gastro bar. And there are six very different and beautiful venues within 101 O'Connell Street. And they're inviting us in for Culture Night. And they tell us that relevant content will have a wide base across dance, design, film, heritage, literature, music, poetry, theatre, visual art. Keen, you tell me your impression of 101 O'Connell Street. Describe some of the parts to it for the uh, listener. Well, I think the standout part is the, it's like a secret garden. What they call it a secret garden. It's like a beer garden, but you don't realise you're outside while you're in it. This and is the uh, base covered by Japanese parasols. Yeah, I think it was lovely while we were there uh, one evening, Rose. We don't were, be telling the, the reader our drinking problem. <laughs> but uh, every room seems to be different that you go into. There's a different atmosphere, a different vibe in every room. And one that stood out for me was the piano room. Shoot, I was going to talk about that. Were you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's the one that stood out for most people. It's Victoria just a uh, really relaxed, laid back atmosphere. And it's just somewhere that you could sit down and see yourself spending the evening. Frankly, I remember at best view snatching my supper out from under my eyes that complimentary night we were yeah, there. Yeah, and all the food as well. That was gone fairly quick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Listener, it's, it's a very, very, very good It is indeed, for, yeah. for, for But it'd be nice food. to have those kind of events on in there to see what that's like. Yeah, now yeah. glamorous as this place is, they tell us it's going to be wheelchair accessible on the night. Brilliant. So, yeah, you would enter by the, what would we would perceive to be the old Ted's door. Maggie Chews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people with an infirmity, you enter there and you will be well looked after by staff. Um, I hadn't thought it could be wheelchair accessible because, we remind you again, there are six different venues yeah. over sort of three different levels, four. A couple of mezzanines, the opium club under basement. Uh, but no, they're they're determined that is going to be wheelchair accessible. Brilliant. So it's re- very much an open invitation. Yeah, that's good to hear. And they say that the hours of 10 p.m. to midnight are key. So what if we ran around town, did everything else, and, you know, then you wind up there. <laughs> okay, Georgian House, again, yeah, quick plug there for Culture Night on Friday, September 20th. David O'Brien of uh, Limerick Civic Trust, who has charge of Georgian House now. They have a concert which will feature Renaissance and Baroque music. It's going to be titled Weep No More, and that's at 6pm. This chamber music concert takes place in Georgian House, Perry Square. Excellent. And then uh, the main piece on your arts page this week, Rose? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Reader, sorry. This has been very city-based, our apology for this. Again, go online, culturenight.ie. We, I scrolled to Limerick City for this unit. I will be looking to County Ventures for Culture Night again. But all sorts of everything is going to happen in individual towns and villages, such as Kerry Kerry, Brewery, Rathkeel. Look them up online. Your own communities out there are putting on valiant competition to the city to keep its locals entertained. And everything is free. Brilliant. Okay. So your main piece on the arts page this week, Rose? Yeah, yeah. You can go online, look at our digital edition. I'll queue this out online as well. Our source for the lead story this week is Dance Limerick, which isn't just a venue. It's a resource centre resourced by the Department of Arts and Culture. So it becomes a training and CPD, Continuing Professional Development Hub as well. We're internationally respected. Okay. They do put on some great work, don't they? They do put on some great work. It's led by Jenny Trainer who's a dance artist and now is a dance manager herself, but she's so much more than an administrator. She's into her ninth year of pioneering this Step Up program. 
in which an open worldwide call out invites young emerging graduate dancers to come forward and ultimately the plan is that Dance Limerick invites in world-class professionals, people who make work, people who teach work, um, over a 10-week unit and then this manifests uh, in public performance at the end. So you can go on dancelimerick.ie or read it up in arts page. I can't pronounce the names of some of the six dancers who won this year's open call. I will tell you they're all female. And my interview and arts page is with the overarching curator of Step Up 2019. Her name is Marguerite Dunlan. And she has some very interesting things to tell us about the background and the different strands that go towards this ultimate uh, platform of three different unique works which have been crafted in Limerick over the summer and which will then go on to tour four venues nationally. Brilliant. And that's on this week's arts page and will be available online at limerickpost.ie. And now on to bring your Limericks to Limerick competition. <laughs> and uh, there is a postie who is a judge of this year's competition. Yes, indeed. Um, fasten your seatbelts. Head for Dolan's on this Saturday the 17th. It's a free-for-all, free entry upstairs where we're so based on our idea of entertainment for Bring Your Limericks to Limerick competition that we daren't charge a fee at the door. Myself, the very good quality curator of Limerick Museum, Dr. Matthew Potter, is on the judging panel. So is another, um, his name is Kevin Bevel. He's, uh, he's a writer, published author, a very, very good quality human being. It's all being um, led by Dominic Taylor, who is the tireless and very funny chap who runs Limerick Writers' Centre. In the past week alone, he's added another literary plaque with Limerick Writers' Centre to the literary trail. That was to Sean O'Tuma, and that'll hang at just close to Sean Houston Place. Brilliant. Which used to be the site of Sean O'Tuma's um, 18th century bar down there. And what Dominic told us is, hanging over Sean O'Tuma's bar back in 1769, it is said locally, this is, this is also where John Scanlon first laid eyes on Ellen Hanley, the ill-fated Colleen Bone. Now, above the tavern swung the sign inviting all to partake of Sean O'Tuma's hospitality. The only condition laid down was that they should prove themselves competent poets or verse makers. Now, I didn't have room on the page to put up a poem by Sean O'Tuma, but Tomás Kinsella, who's oh, just just incredible, incredible Irish poet, modern Irish poet, he has gone into O'Tuma's poems with the dispossessed on Dunera and made sort of heart-stoppingly visceral translations of Otuma's work. And it's it's wonderful stuff. Brilliant. And uh, coming back to bring your limericks to Limerick. Thank you, uh, I need you. <laughs> Do- Dominic um, mentioned there was one entrant coming all the way from Copenhagen. How do you know that? Heard Dominic mentioned it to no us. more than he told me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's great to see how wide the competition is, you know. Well, listen, there's prize money, 500 euro put up by Limerick Writers' Centre. So uh, Dominic makes the point to me, that's you're being paid 100 euro a line if you win. There's only one winner. God rest him on his excellent quality Writers' Centre. They have sifted through 400 worldwide entries. They narrowed it down to 48. And to make life beautiful for Rose Rush and her fellow judges, <laughs> they brought it down to 28. He's also sent me on some homework. God, listen to this stuff. The overall winner should have striven for perfect exact rhyme. And Dominic's example is, feckless doesn't rhyme with gormless. Formless rhymes with gormless. 
So I have to watch out for stuff like that. I have to watch out for hominem rhymes. He's given me on stuff about scansion, topicality, relevance, misstressing. Reader, my little head's going to be done in, but more than anything, it's going to be an amazingly promising night because we are encouraging all the 28 on the shortlist. Show up, give us your best performance, come costumed, bring every theatricality. Sorry, theatricality. Keen, you say the word for me. Theatricality. No, theatricality. Get it right, Keen. Theatricality <laughs> and trick you can to the table to get this 500 euro out of our cold grey hands. And uh, listen, I'm going to give you an example of one of the entrants here because it, um, it was just, so, I thought it was very humane. Yeah. Okay, it's called the Great Limerick Run. The Great Limerick Run day was here. I set off from the start with great cheer. Once I hit people's park, I thought, feck this lark and popped into the bar for a beer. <laughs> okay. There's, there's a bit some. of Limerick humour in that as well, <laughs> there isn't is. there? I think that's very humorous, yeah. isn't it? And uh, now yourself and Megan, yeah. you met so, uh, Dominic individually. We Tell were chatting to Megan earlier on the podcast and she mentioned she was speaking to Dominic, but uh, her own Limerick didn't go down so well with Dominic. So he gave her a few tips on how... He thought it was awful, wasn't it? Yeah. She recited it for the office <laughs> oh, and it didn't go down too well. Here <laughs> I don't think you would have let her win, Rose, as a judge, you know. But um, Fond as I am of the girl, yeah. <laughs> Dominic told us he gave some tips on writing a limerick and here's what he had to say no Keen, I want to hear your limerick first Come my on, limerick please. yeah you uh, the limerick I don't have it with me Rose and I don't think it's appropriate for our podcast but that's the point Keen. <laughs> be your authentic self <laughs> I can't <laughs> praise the lord but uh, here's Dominic's tips for writing a limerick but uh, you know you can you can you, anybody can write it the, the, the rules are simple you know, you get to get that swing and that lilt going with it. And, uh, you know, if you can do that and be clever with it, a little bit of humor is important, mm-hmm. very important, I would say, these days. Uh, in the older days, when it was first used by poets and bards and that, it was used as, uh, for mockery and, self, uh, and satire. But humor is what the thing that we concentrate on here. Rose Rush, thank you for joining us and best of luck with your judging this weekend at the Bring Your Limericks to Limerick competition. Thanks, Keen. I'd love to see you there. So that's it for this week's Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt. You can keep up to date with all Limerick news on limerickpost.ie or by picking up the Limerick Post newspaper. For more sports, news, arts, entertainment and much, much more, visit limerickpost.ie or follow the hashtag Keeping Limerick Posted across all social media channels. And also keep your eyes peeled every Friday for the Limerick Post show with Megan Scully. We really are keeping Limerick posted.